You're ready to be premature <laughs> all over again. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's impressive. Quick, 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 reset, quick reset. Last night was Ramos Jizz. A jizz. Who knew the job was pro bono? I was so high that um, I shit myself at some point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, get still here. Somebody, somebody, everybody mute. Goddamn it, you're killing me. <laughs> My SEAL Team 6 with the SEAL Team 12. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with punching above your weight. The thought you'd get better. Well, I don't know what's worse. You're a ginger or you've been vaccinated. You sit around and drink and solve the world's problems, right? Welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, the Four Horsemen are in the studio. It is a new week. It is a new topic. We've got a good one for you today. Uh, well, maybe for some. I know for Mac, this one's going to be a little painful. Bullshit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and it's going gonna, gonna to bring back some, some very painful memories that he's had to kind of deal with and compartmentalize and drink his way through. Um, well, hold but- on. Grinch's daughters have tickets they could sell him. <laughs> Yeah, for about I can, 18 I can, grand i can't afford that Marco. i'll consider it <laughs> yeah, yeah. wait i don't i don't even think grinch grinch doesn't even have a ticket yeah, if I read that correctly. that's right i started to joke if, like who has two thumbs and is going to see taylor swift not me not me <laughs> my daughter <laughs> that's right uh all right ladies and gentlemen there you go the, the cat's out of the bag we are we are not talking about the taylor swift concert that is not what we are talking about we are actually going to discuss yeah we are we're going to discuss the debacle that ensued around Ticketmaster, its parent company live nation entertainment as it relates to the eras tour that taylor swift is now promoting and selling tickets for um yeah this was just a shit well. show from beginning to end and so that's what we're going to talk about. But I, I, I would love to just drum up some other legal issues that Live Nation, the parent company of Ticketmaster, has in terms of ticket fixing, price fixing, anti-competitive practices, and so on and so forth. So it's it's going to be a whole thing that we're going to do, but it is going to start with the Taylor Swift Ticketmaster shit show. So that's what we're doing. So let's go ahead and jump into our drinks. I'm going to go first because you know what I do. All of my drinks are related to our show, our topic. I found one, and it is a Taylor Swift Midnight Cosmo in honor of her latest album, all the records that it's Fancy. at. Yes. So it is uh, Absolute Citron, lemon juice, a little triple sec, some grapefruit juice, or I'm sorry, uh, cranberry juice. You shake all that up over ice, and then you strain it. And then I just, I happen to like, I use the lime instead of lemon because I like the bite of lime a little bit better. But it's a cute little pink color. Uh, it's mm. quite 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 lovely in honor awesome. of swifty and her and her album it's a lovely presentation so, so for and somebody who is you know very anti taylor swift no no um, no no i don't i don't believe that's the case oh, I, I just had to be it, sold that's... i had to be sold unlike ticketmaster selling tickets i just had to be sold on the idea of taylor swift i can appreciate her as an artist so are I think you she's sold now? uber talented okay look there is no denying she she is an uber talented artist. She puts out this album, Midnight. If you haven't heard it, fucking I I recommend as as not a Taylor Swift guy, I recommend go listen to it. What, how many songs in the Billboard top ten? All of them. Ten. Yeah. All ten songs. <laughs> First artist ever in history to have all of the top spots in the Billboard top ten. So yeah, no denying. Uh, I've, I'm slowly coming around back. Am I going to buy tickets to her show? Absolutely not. No, sir. Apparently, at this point, you're probably not. <laughs> but yeah. But I, why I, do you I, think he's trying to get the house ready to sell? So exactly. He, he's not so, moving yeah. anywhere. He's just buying tickets. My homage to Taylor Swift and her Midnight album. It's the Midnight Cosmo. So that's what I'm doing. All right. Now, how is it, by the way? Uh, it's actually quite tasty. It's quite Good. tasty. I, just, I do just enjoy like it. music. Yes. And and because it's cranberry juice, I mean, you know, my, my kidneys and my bladder will be clean, which is all I care about. No urinary tract infections for you. That's it. Mac, <laughs> I imagine at this point, all you're drinking are bitter tears over over ice but what yeah, pretty much. um so i spent you know a good chunk of my week you know sitting in queue on Ticketmaster's website uh so i didn't really have a whole lot of time to put together anything um as far as going to the store and buying any ingredients i'm gonna so, stop you right there are you still in the queue how so... much how much time honestly how much time do you think you sat in queue between the days that you were trying to get tickets so i only I only sat in queue, so I couldn't get tickets because I didn't do 
Okay, Let's we'll get to that. that. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. You're we're, right. We're, right. we're screwing everything up here. No, we're uh, not. Bourbon and Coke. Jefferson's very small batch, bourbon and Coke. Super <laughs> simple. I didn't have time because, you know, like I said, I spent too much time. And we'll get into that here in a minute. And it's called Max Tears. Got it. It's called Max Tears. Yes. Right. There you go. Uh, all right, Grinch, what about you, brother? Another individual, you personally didn't sit in queue for tickets, but another individual that was trying to get yeah. tickets. Three family members did. There you go. <laughs> On three different computers. Uh, so what did you bring um, to the table today? So, you know, in the old Grinchy mug here, I've got oh, yes. the hot toddy. Uh, just some tea, some honey, and that um, that absolute apple. Okay. There you go. Yeah. So, so is the like Grinch mug? Of, you can do boiling water, of course, with a hot toddy, but I usually I like doing tea instead. Is is the Grinch mug and in, in kind of an homage to the fact that while your family managed to get tickets to the show, you are not getting to go? Um, this was a birthday present. No, oh, okay. Well, I liked my idea better, <laughs> but that's okay. All right, brother Haas, what about you? Last but certainly not least, what are you drinking today? I uh, I'm having a rum old fashioned. I think we discussed that uh, the other day. Yeah, I was talking about this the other day. I got some new Diplomatica. It's their dark rum. And uh, yeah, it's that with some simple syrup. And uh, I'm using some peach bitters. Uh, last time I used orange bitters. Either one is very complimentary to it. Um, I am really, this is one of those things. It kind of tastes like the holidays. It tastes like Thanksgiving or Christmas. And it's just, you could just, I could just sip on this for like, all day long. And we know you no love problems. your Thanksgiving. <laughs> and we know you love your Thanksgiving. So it's 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 Facts. apropos. There you Facts. go. All right. Well, gentlemen, to all of you, I say cheers. Cheers. And to the one cheers. and only Taylor Swift. Cheers. Let's we love we love you. Let's go to work. All right. So a very quick breakdown. Recently, Taylor Swift uh Ticketmaster uh had a pre-sale for Taylor Swift's era's tour. And it is in major metropolitan areas all over the country, multiple dates in most of those locations. Atlanta has a number here in Tampa. They've got a number of dates. Uh, Nashville probably has a number of dates. And so two of the four uh, horsemen decided that they were going to try to acquire tickets to the show for whatever their reasoning themselves, their spouse, their kids, mostly themselves. But they'll mm-hmm. say it was for their kids. That damn right. No, I won't. It's for so, me. <laughs> so uh, and 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 both signed up for the pre-sale. Now, Grinch, I believe. So, yeah, Sorry, yeah. Go. I was going to say. So, so just to set the record straight, right? There, there were actually two pre-sales. Um, so the first one was called uh, Verified Fan, and I'm I'm not a hundred percent familiar with how that one worked. Uh, I think though, Grinch, that is that the one you had signed up for was the Verified Fan. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, uh, the missus and the two daughters all and some of their friends also. um, The wrinkle was and maybe you're getting to this. So you signed up and you got the email, you know, saying you signed up, but you had to be selected to actually get in, which I don't think a lot of people realize. And since you didn't put in your code. Until the very end, as, as I understand it, instead of what they expected was about a one and a half million people on the site, 14 million hit it and just sent, so, sent, you know, caused chaos. So what you're saying, then, and we'll get to the second presale in just a minute. So the verified fan, you sign up in advance, obviously, as, as a verified fan, um, and then they will randomly select out of that pool. You got your email says, "Hey, you've signed up. You're a verified." Yeah, fan. that. And then we're gonna say, out of you know, five million people that signed up for it, we're gonna pick two million and send them a random code to use for the yeah. preset. <laughs> but you don't, you don't enter that code in until the see. And that I think is instead is, of it being the gateway, I've already figured out the and, problem. Yes, <laughs> put the code on the front end so you can yeah. actually pass through the firewall. And so then you can complete the transaction. Yes. And, and so that's very similar, I think, to the second pre-sale, which was a Capital One, Capital One being the the primary sponsor for the tour. Um, anybody listening uh, from Capital One, I am a cardholder. I will take extra tickets <laughs> if you have them. Samuel Jackson, um, if you're out yes, there. Yes, please. <laughs> you want to come on the show? Yeah. I'll, I'll take care of the snakes on a plane for you. Um, but I think it, the, the problem with it was very similar in that you didn't really qualify until you checked out with your Capital One card. 
So it, it sounds to me like what, what probably happened is you had a million people just randomly hitting the site, snapping up tickets, or only 14 to find million. out. Or 14 million, yeah. <laughs> only to find out, oh, well, I don't have this code. And so, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and then on top of that, you know, the, the Capital One presale was originally scheduled for. It, it was originally scheduled. Wednesday at yeah. 2 p.m. Well, no. Uh, yeah. That, no. Okay. No, it was Tuesday. Tuesday. They rescheduled it to Wednesday. They rescheduled it to Wednesday. <laughs> On Monday, after everything went to shit, um, yeah, and then and it was then, supposed to go to general, but and on Wednesday announced on, yeah, because they announced that uh, they announced Thursday that the Friday's general ticket sales off because they didn't have any tickets left. So I, I guess my question <laughs> becomes then, if there were this many people that had problems getting in, and, and, and clearly. Where did all the tickets go? Yeah. I mean, StubHub, <laughs> Vivid Seeds, they were all buying them up as third party buyers. Oh, that's still but that's sure. the point, sure. though, right? Is the, yeah. the, the point it's of the pre sale is bots and, you're right, supposed yeah. to prevent that kind of stuff from happening. Now, obviously, you know, well, it, it, it can't even function basic freaking, you know, logistical venues. Uh, and you really think they're actually stopping bots and, and scalpers? Well, and that was the thing. Out. So like, like when I first signed in on Wednesday, um, you know, 15 minutes early, it says, you know, arrive, go ahead and sign in. They put you in the waiting room and then you go into the queue. So like 15 minutes early, I immediately clicked on it. You're 2000 plus in queue. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, which was the generic uh, and then that game. never changed. Right. So it was interesting. I did find out that there was a gentleman that built a Chrome extension that somehow would hack that and actually show you your place in, in the queue as opposed to just that generic. Because mine never changed. <laughs> I sat there for four hours. I was 2,000 plus in queue. And then right about the time, you know, right about the fourth hour, it went, you're next in line. Boom, kicks you out. I, I was like, I can only assume that that means they're sold out. Mm-hmm. Um, so the interesting. Yeah. That, that seems like that explains a little bit of maybe what went wrong. Um, you know, talking about this particular <laughs> sale um, yeah. with Ticketmaster, and it, and it really concerns me that this isn't the first time they they've sold tickets, right? I mean. What's sad is their name is Ticketmaster, and they're clearly not a master at selling tickets. I mean, well, and, right. it's, and it's Talk not about, the first time they've had issues. But they, don't, but they don't have to be, because where else are you going to go buy your tickets from? Yeah, that's the oh, problem. Is that yeah, I'm not there, right? yeah, I mean, I think there's a couple other smaller companies out there that you can but, go through. I know I've gone through, uh, I can't remember the name, one time when I bought Seven Dust tickets. But, but y- they your can't point is, well, do business. With well, the bigger venues, if, if you yeah. want to go to one of the big Fair venues enough. that that is a yeah. live nation event, guess Fair. what? You have to Fair buy point. your tickets through Ticketmaster. You're That's right. the monopoly right there. Now there are. You're right. I've gone to smaller events up in like uh, you know Caribou, North Carolina. You know, real small local clubs. They do do you know random ticket you know ticketing systems, um, and, and you know smaller events. So it's hard to compare apples to apples, but. Yeah, if you're going to go and perform at one of the big venues, you don't have a choice. You have to go through Ticketmaster. Yeah, fair play. And, you're right. Pay their pay their absorbent amount of you know service charges. <laughs> I, I mean, we bought tickets to the minor yeah. league hockey game a couple of weeks ago, and it was like, you know, twenty dollars for the seat and like seven dollars in tick in, in service charges. I'm like, yeah, I'm not a math is not math there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you look at um, the tickets we purchased, um, you know, you get the total, then the service fees for each ticket, facility charge for each ticket, order processing fee, which is a flat rate, sales <laughs> and then tax. tax, you know. <laughs> and I don't understand if you if you're buying, let's say, I think you guys bought like six tickets, Grinch, right? I, that that was Correct. the total, right? Why is it a service fee for each ticket? Why would it not just be one service fee for all six? Yeah. Yeah. You I can mean, even see it. It's a because you can make more money. Six. Right. And it's just like. <laughs> and and so, like, it, one question I want to ask you well, actually, two questions. One you probably don't want to answer, I'm sure. Um, 
I'm going to ask it anyway. We can edit it out. What did you pay for tickets? I mean, was it was they it basically were, it was face value? Right? It's right? in I mean, section it was reasonable. like three three twelve whatever. Okay, and they were ninety nine each at That's face, not bad. face value okay. price. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, if you try to find a ticket now, though, who? You know? no. Yeah, they're yeah. they're ninety nine for the ticket, but then he's paying uh, almost twenty seven dollars twenty seven dollars per ticket per ticket and service fees and everything yeah. like that. Right, so um, he's paying close to another thirty dollars between the order processing fee, the facility charge, and the service fee for each ticket. So his his ninety nine dollar ticket's almost one hundred thirty bucks a ticket. Right. So the second question though, um, was there a ticket maximum? And was that six? Because I know when I wanted uh, to do the capital and presale, it said six tickets. That's all you can buy. Yeah, that's when you can get in. <laughs> that's my understanding. And okay. I think I want to say when we we were jockeying for the tool tickets, you could only do four at a time, which is why we had to have two people. We had multiple people purchasing yes. tickets because yes. we wanted, you know, eight <clears throat> total tickets or something like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Again, yes. tool did not break. Uh, Ticketmaster Taylor Swift did. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> you're right. And not disputing that, but as I joked about in the text, you're also catering to an entirely different population. And and as, as like I asked my wife. I, clearly I saw, not, because th there, there's four people here, and two of them went to the Tool concert and also tried to buy tickets to Taylor Swift. So yeah, there's not, maybe, maybe there's some, some bleed over there that you don't know of about. Of course right? there's bleed over, but that's... that's the, uh, I get your appreciation of music. What I'm saying is like my, my wife's a huge Taylor Swift fan. And I, when the this concert came out, I said, do you want to go? And she said, absolutely not. I am not going to a concert with a bunch of prepubescent females. And you know, I'm not doing it because I can appreciate the music individually, but I'm not going and sitting with 60,000 children to watch this show. I don't <laughs> I think like, it's oh, just children okay. because I can tell you right now, yeah. there's three grown ass white men in this freaking podcast that would gladly go watch Taylor Swift I, I'm saying I, I get that it's not but they are a huge demographic and that's a huge demographic yeah, that Tool it, right? doesn't yeah. have yeah maybe maybe not yeah sure, sure. So, that, that's the only reason I, I said it is I get it that broke Ticketmaster and I think part of the reason it broke Ticketmaster is Ticketmaster and Live, inter live Nation Entertainment failing right it had nothing to do with the number they of people slurp, but they, they should have <laughs> known right I mean they, yeah, they should mean, have I, anticipated that, that they you, were going to get an onslaught, and clearly, the the, the procedure to do everything was was bass backwards, uh, based on what Grinch has said. Now, and yeah. again, that's on your knowledge, right? You're not you don't work for Ticketmaster. You weren't involved in you know building out their infrastructure by any stretch yeah, of imagination. Yeah. But from what you said, if if you're not putting in your code on the front end, that that's just. I thought that's just always the way it worked when, when you got a, did a pre-sale. You, you know, would to get so. into the yeah. queue, you had to put in your code. And again, did you guys happen to see the the Taylor Swift uh, statement that she? Yeah, put that's what I was actually just looking at. If you got it, uh, possible. She, she was very no, go ahead. disappointed. Go ahead. Well, yeah, um, I'm. I'm not. This isn't how it starts, but it says there's a multitude of reasons why people had such a hard time trying to get tickets, and I'm trying to figure out how the situation can be improved moving forward. I'm not going to make excuses for anyone because we asked them multiple times if they could handle this kind of demand, demand, and we were assured they could. It's truly amazing that 2.4 million people got tickets, but it really pisses me off that a lot of them feel that they went through several bear attacks to get them. <laughs> several bear attacks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, we've said this. Not she's a bear, poet, man. Several bears. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's a poet. She's, she's good with words. You know, and this is another one of those times. Because notice, and when I thought this was issue, she didn't name them. She didn't name them specifically. She just said, was it them or they? You know, mm -hmm. she didn't come out and actually say we we asked Ticketmaster. I, I told her she couldn't do it. I'm uh, sure. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. You, 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 I mean, unfortunately for her, and she's she's an intelligent individual. I'm pretty sure you don't bite the hand that kind of feeds you. And unfortunately, that's the hand that feeds you right now. Because what what do you get if you're an artist? What are you going to do? Right. And this has been going on. You know, and, and I sent out the <laughs> the email, and everybody remembers the. You know, the whole Pearl. Pearl Jam incident, you know, back in 95, uh, they they tried to take on Ticketmaster and clearly failed. Um, but they tried to go outside of the system and, and, and just give away tickets. You know, they're yeah. like, fine, we won't set, we won't even sell them. We'll give them away ourselves or, or go sell them ourselves. 
And Ticketmaster said, no, if you do that, you can't play at any of our venues. And it's like, that's where I think the, the bigger monopoly comes in. And that yeah, the, the problem a ticketing is, the problem company is, that owns the venues and can set the even, market to whatever they want to and well, control. And if they, even if they don't own the venue, the problem is, is they probably have a contract mm-hmm. with, the, with the venue. Or the promoter, yeah. And, yeah, and there, and there, you can't sidestep that, right? right. Like, they're locked right. in. Uh, now, admittedly, she hasn't toured in five years. Um, so, you know, 2018 was her last tour. Now, as we mentioned, pre-sale tickets were initially only open to Swift fans selected as verified fans and the Capital One credit card holder as a sponsor of the tour. Even though, and of course it says here in this article, the verified fan system is only set up to deter bots and scalpers. It does not prevent it. It mm-hmm. simply deters them. And during the period where the verified fan sale was going on, tickets were being resold on resale sites such as StubHub for upwards of $22,700. Yeah, so oh, clearly people shit. were immediately buying them and turning right around and posting them to sell. Right. Well, I mean, Wait, fuck, dude. I mean, as bad as I would like to see her... If I could buy a ticket for not, for a hundred bucks, hundred and thirty bucks, and turn on make tw- you know twenty grand, yes, please. So I, I do want to ask that question: Has that conversation <laughs> been had yet, Grinch? Or, or is um, everybody pretty much sold? The no, Daddy going. needs a new car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I know. I, I actually made that comment to somebody when we were talking about the prices that we were hearing of, like up at MetLife, you know, to get whatever access going for like seventeen grand or some crazy shit. And I, I said that's like buying a car. You know? yes. now cheap car okay sure but, yeah, still but if you if you sell six tickets it's not yeah. <laughs> i mean that's a pretty um, good car yeah I, I don't really know where things stand i think they're gonna see um, i think i think they go right i mean why wouldn't they're if, going if you spend yeah. the time to buy it but i'm just I, the, the point being that it absolutely has to then throw up the flag in your head and say hmm well maybe maybe yeah all right but, so well, where's to- your karma if you know you go and gouge somebody else and you know, it's going to come around and get you. So back to my question, Mac, how much time did you sit in queue so, waiting to try to buy tickets? And we know that that was unsuccessful. Right. So Tuesday, I tried for a good couple hours before I finally got the email from Little Mac uh, saying, oh, they just posted on Twitter that Capital One's presale has been pushed to tomorrow. Um, so obviously never got in the queue. I constantly got the message. Uh, this is for verified fans only. Your account isn't a verified fan account. Um, and, you know, figured, okay, well, everything's just fucked up. So then, like I said, Wednesday rolled around. Presale started at 2, 145. I clicked on the link and sat there for four hours. Uh, constantly just kind of, you know, keeping my computer awake. Um, so that I didn't get booted off. And like I said, never moved until the very end, right before he kicked me out, past 2,000 plus in queue. Now, again, you know, I was sitting here working. I had it up on my other computer. So it wasn't like, you know, it cost me a whole lot of time. But it is, you know, kind of, you know, frustrating that, you know, really? I sit in line that long and you come away with nothing. Um Yep. And that's got to be frustrating and irritating, and and sure. you know, and then to find out that it it wasn't just there was more to it, right? And it's like they didn't do their shit right on the front end, and therefore right. you waste time and effort trying to spend your hard earned money. Um, and it says what three and a half million people pre registered for the verified fans. It was the largest in history. Typically, it says forty percent of fans and in, were invited. Forty percent are normally invited to purchase tickets out of three and a half million. Now, I don't know how many were actually sold, but clearly enough that the general public doesn't get access. So now if you want to buy tickets, you have to do it from a third party reseller. Third party reseller. You're going to be paying your 18 grand. 20 and, grand. and so we're not going, right? I mean, uh, we'll we'll look at it again as it gets closer and say because you know I, I have no doubt that those those costs are going to fall a little more in line, right? You know, eighteen thousand dollars is not going to be the end all be all. Those numbers will probably come down and be a little more realistic, but still probably not what the average person is going to pay. Right. I mean, they may not, particularly with this dynamic pricing. 
Well, that I was going to be my other thing. Bruce yeah. Springsteen's been talking yeah. about that because he was asked, like, you know, why are your damn tickets so expensive? And the answer is the dynamic pricing system they use. But they actually have to use it. What's, that's what I don't what's understand. The most, what's the most you would pay for a ticket? For for Swift or just in general for a concert? Well, I'm talking about Taylor Swift, so let's let's start there first. What would you pay for a Taylor Swift concert? One one, yeah. Thor, we know you wouldn't pay anything. You wouldn't go. No, clear. No, I mean, like, if you're buying tickets and you're like, "Hey, I'll I'll go," but yeah. would I spend my money? No. What about you, Mac? Um, <laughs> I, I'll put it this way: our budget going into it was two fifty a ticket. Okay. You know, because I not knowing, not having any idea, because you didn't, you had no idea what what even face value was going to be <laughs> until you could get in. The average was um, between $49 and $449. That was right. the average ticket price for a now, face value. I mean, yeah. Now I would, you know, I would not have necessarily spent that if I didn't have to. Right. Um, but you know, had I gotten in and all that was left was $250, we had agreed that, that that would be our threshold. Now, granted, we were only buying three tickets, right? You know, so a little bit easier to to stomach that. Um, and kind of probably a once in a lifetime thing. But okay, okay. I would so not go, I, 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 so all right, so if, if all that was left was three, four fifty tickets and no, you were guaranteed really? Yeah. And that's because why hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. No. If there was if there was enough, like if, if you could have gotten six, right? You buy six of the four fifties, you take three and go, and then you sell the other three and you make your money back. If you sell the other three. <laughs> oh, come on, bro. Like <laughs> you broke the damn internet. Yeah, you're that selling. doesn't mean it. That doesn't mean you're going to. That's not a given, though. And, call up, and with my call track up record right now, call up shit. Grinch. His daughters probably have twenty friends waiting in line that would yeah, buy those that's tickets. That's true. Um, but yeah, so no, for me, and that's why I still, you know, we we make the joke about you know, oh, I'm drinking, you know, tears. I don't lose any sleep over it because it was one of those things where if I go, that's great. If I don't. I'm okay with that too. I can watch it on YouTube. You know, is it the same? Absolutely not. But I'm not going to pay ridiculous amounts of money to go see anybody. In, in yeah, I, I, it's just not I, worth I, it. I mean, Mac, the threshold you set is probably where my limit would have been as well. If I were the one pulling the trigger, it's just, right. I, I mean, I don't know. There's a band out there that I'm like going to go into the several hundreds. I, I was, out of curiosity, I just brought up Bruce Springsteen playing over in Greensboro, uh, March of next year. The the floor seats and like some of the general admission standing only are like the lowest ticket I've seen is eight hundred and forty five dollars. Right? Oh now. shit! And, and, and so that brings up another problem, though. And, and you know, this isn't an issue for you, Thor, but for me, nobody's coming to Charlotte right now for some reason. Yeah, I so wonder why that now is. Now I, it's a fucking stupid politicians. I can only imagine, but, but for whatever reason, so now on top of purchasing tickets to go to the show, you're probably gonna have to get at least a hotel room for one night. You know, potential meals for a couple. So it's not just the cost of the tickets anymore. It's you know lodging, travel, you know to get there. So it starts to add up quickly. Which is yeah. Grinch, what your family will be faced with because they're not, she's not playing in North Carolina. You guys are having to go, or your family's going Na- to Nashville. Nashville. Yeah, I think the closest, yeah. the closest place was Atlanta. And that, that, that does make me wonder. I wonder because I only tried for Atlanta on Saturday, you know, because of course nobody else apparently seemed to want to go any, any more than <laughs> I did because I was the only one fucking trying to get tickets. But it makes me wonder <laughs> if I had had somebody, you know, on another computer trying for like, you know, Nashville on Friday or Atlanta on Friday, you know, would you have had better odds than trying to go on a Saturday night? I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. I mean, it was just, I don't know. I mean, with this kind of stuff, that's, that's really what gives you the angst is like, you've got to move quick and you got to commit to decisions. Make a decision. Cause the longer you wait, your options just start. They just start (laughs) dissipating in front of you. Yeah. And again, when we tried to get, you know, the whole thing with tool is, we knew we had a number of tickets we had to acquire and uh, we went into it going, will we all be able to sit together? If that's not absolutely crucial, it was more just about getting the tickets. And we getting just got, 
we just got lucky because Mac, you and I, mm-hmm. separate computers, I was sitting in my camping. car. <laughs> and, or my computer, you know, yeah. Ticketmaster. I remember that. And we're you know, on, on the, the phone, phone with you going, Can you get these seats? No, yeah, okay, this you know, section. Get these seats. Let's get this. And and we did. We got them together, surprisingly enough, in the exact yeah. same section, but same no row. No way you would have been able to do something like that no. for Taylor's for this no, concert. Of course not. Clearly. Um look, Ticketmaster has had issues dating back to 94. And you guys remember. Pearl Jam was the first one coming out of the gate saying that they are gouging with their service fees and that, you know, the people that are going to a Pearl Jam show, they're not going to be able to pay exorbitant prices for a concert, you know? And so it was like, Hey, you guys really need to kind of reevaluate how you're doing things. And, uh, that was kind of the first start. And well, and and if I recall, I think Pearl Jam's plan was they wanted to sell all their tickets for like 19 or $20. Yeah. dirt. If I remember correctly. And, And they were like, Ah, uh, yeah, that's not going to happen because, because they knew there was more money to be made. Right. And it, it was about getting a fan there and keeping a fan, you know, you keep them for life. You know, you're not trying right. to, to to have them mortgage a house, as you guys joked about, just to be able to go to a show. And so they, un- they at least understood who their fan base was. They understood the kind of prices their fan bases would be willing to pay. And so they went toe to toe. And and of course it's dubbed Goliath versus Goliath because in 94, in terms of music, Pearl Jam they was were, a Goliath. They were the biggest, yeah. They were the biggest act at the time. And and clearly <clears throat> we see what kind of impact that made. Uh you actually well, had there was a bill that was introduced. They find they did get a bill introduced, um, but then I think it died in the house. Uh, it passed. It, it was one of the two. I can't remember which one, it, but it died in either the House or the Senate um, and never got passed. And so, you know, 20, 30, 40 years later, you're still in the same still boat, fight you know, the fighting same battle. the same battle. And it's like, how are we still? And, and again, at that point, Live Nation and Ticketmaster weren't, you know, a company together. And, and so you look at it now, it's like things have only gotten worse. Right. So you've better. got Right. You've got Ticketmaster who is selling tickets and they merge in 2006 with Live Nation who are contractually working with venues, you know, for for venue mm-hmm. domination. And now you've just paired the two and they they start the parent company of Live Nation Entertainment. And it has just been one. It's just leapfrogging from one fucking disaster to the next. I mean, they were the ones responsible. Well, not responsible, but they were the ones in charge of the entire Astro World issue. Uh, where fans were crushed. I can't remember who was who was the rapper. Travis Scott. Thank you. Yeah, I think so. Uh, when their people were trampled and stuff like that, and and was they that have South by Southwest or something. I think, if I recall, or is that I, I, I think the event was Astro World. It was Astro World Festival. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the crowd crushing incident. Um, <clears throat> but you know, Live Nation. They said more than two hundred deaths, seven hundred and fifty injuries at its events in seven countries since two thousand six. Uh, from 2016 to 2019, they've been cited for multiple OSHA violations, fined several, fined for several serious incidents, and sued civilly uh, at least once for concert incident. So, I mean, they've had a number of legal troubles, and then of course folding in Ticketmaster and having the the price fixing and the service fees issues. I mean, it's just been a fucking shit show. I'm not sure why we're surprised that we're still dealing with this. We've been dealing with Ticketmaster since 94, gouging people. Now it's no different. We haven't learned. Yeah. And I don't I, know I, how it gets better. I, it's a monopoly. I mean, it just yes. is. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think it gets it. yeah, I don't think it gets better unless you have the government get involved and you look at it from an antitrust issue, you know, and, and have enforce them just like they did with, you know, the, you know. Phone companies way back when the Ma Bells, right? And broke yeah, everything right. up. The baby you bells. <laughs> yeah, the improvement the new baby bells. And yeah, Live um, Nation. And that's has what you're been, gonna have to see here. Yeah, and Live Nation has been accused of shutting out venues that don't use Ticketmaster. Because I don't think yeah, it's accusing. I think it's I think it's happening, right? I mean Right. Yeah, I and I know what you mean, but I'm like, you can't really even say accusing. I mean, it it's flat out happening. Right. And, and, you know, they've got a thing right now. They've been, uh, the claim is they're accused of violating antitrust laws by monopolizing ticket sales. Uh, A group of plaintiffs from California, Ohio, and Florida have filed a nationwide class action accusing the company of coercing venues into boycotting competing ticket platforms. And there are multiple ticket platforms out there. I don't know that any are on the level of a Ticketmaster Live Nation combo. 
And so, yeah, you, you effectively do have a monopoly and you can go to smaller ticket companies, but you're tend to be going to smaller shows. And if you want to go to a big show, you're going to be stuck going through those people. Never mind. What did, go ahead. No, I was going to say, never mind the third party resellers, the seat geeks, the vivid seats, the, the stub hub. I mean, we haven't even gotten into that aspect of it yet. So, but I respect, I want to say, I respect them a little bit more because one, there is competition there. And two, they're, they're just kind of, you know, creating what the market is willing to pay. That's, that's what they're doing. Agreed. You know, so if somebody's willing to pay $17,000 for a ticket, I'm okay with that. That You know, that's a fool in his money, you know, and they will easily the party, right? <laughs> um, you know, but there has to be, you know, the initial opportunity, I think, in my mind, you know, for some fairness. Okay, but but I need to ask this question then, because this is a relevant question to the topic. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, bots, however, go into Ticketmaster and they buy up blocks of seats. And then they take them out to a StubHub or a SeatGeek or a Visit seat, Vivid Seats, and they resale them at a much higher price. I have how a problem it, with that. How, how is it I can go to jail for scalping if I'm on the corner? I Yeah, I don't understand <clears throat> that. And Mrs. Mack brought that question up when we were talking about this. She's like, <laughs> I thought scalping was illegal. How is that not scalping? And I'm like... Oh shit! I got nothing. <laughs> I'm like, I'm I, like, I don't know because it is right. It's, right. it's legal scalping, though. I guess right. So, but how? How is it legal? How can you buy a a ninety nine dollar Taylor Swift ticket and sell it for twenty grand? You're yeah. I mean, I think there's there's a markup that you are allowed to sell it for. I don't remember what it is, but there is a legal markup that says okay, you can sell it for X number of dollars more than you paid for it. And it's, you know, it's still legal, but it there it's clearly going way above whatever that would be. Right. And, and you're right. How do you, I mean, how are they not cracking down on, and I know that, you know, StubHub in and of itself is just a marketplace for individuals to go sell their tickets. But in order to sell your tickets, you have to register. So there's clearly a record of who's trying to sell that ticket. Right. So how, yeah, how do you not crack down on it? Or do they just say, well, that's fair market, right? If somebody's willing to pay for that, then. In 2020, my wife is a, is a big Elton John fan. In 2020, I bought tickets to go see Elton John and then COVID happened. And so actually it was fall of 2019. The show was supposed to be like May of 2020 COVID happened. The show got postponed. It actually got pushed off multiple years. And it was actually this year that they had the show in April of this this year, they actually rescheduled the show after pushing it back. And at the time, uh, you know, my wife was like, you know, I'm just, let's go ahead and sell the tickets if we can. And I think we paid like 80 bucks for the ticket. So I went on to Ticketmaster and you can be a verified seller or whatever, and you can sell your tickets and you put them up there. And I was looking at the prices and this was like a, a couple of days before the show. I mean, it was last minute and I'm like, well, if I price them too high, I'll never move them. And so you look at it and Ticketmaster tells you what the average is. And the mm-hmm. average was between like 375 and 450. And I was like, but I only paid like 75 bucks a ticket. I can't do that. So I sold, I put, I was like, I'll do 175. And within within a few minutes, they were gone. And it was four tickets at 175 bucks a ticket. I made $700. I mean, obviously profit, I didn't make 700 because of what I spent. But I was like, holy shit. Yeah, but, but clearly the how people much you suck. could have made sucker. Well, that, that, that's what you do in your head. You go, what if I <laughs> yeah. put a mother for four? Had you know, had you know those home renovations were coming, you'd have sold them for a lot more. But I, I obviously the first thing, and, and I always say is the value of the ticket is only relevant if somebody's going to pay it. If I put it up there for four hundred well, and yeah, nobody's going to buy it, right? then it doesn't matter. So I'm I'm trying to think in my head like one hundred and seventy five. I'll sell them for another an extra hundred for what I paid. And then I was surprised how quickly they moved. And I was like, holy shit. And yes, you do it in your head. You go, man, I could have sold those for more. Fuck. But um, yeah, if, if Grinch, you've got <clears throat> six tickets to Taylor Swift. I imagine you, it's not 20 grand a pop, but you could a thousand bucks a piece in a heartbeat. I guarantee you, they'd yeah. probably, they'd move. You could, you could retire a second time off of those T-Swift <laughs> tickets, bro. So, so it's interesting. I was just reading this. It's, it's a short article about how Ticketmaster got in the position it's in 
Um, and it actually comes down to the fees. So uh, they, they, they cornered the market 40 years ago when then new CEO Fred Rosen went to the venues and promoters and said, let's double the service fees on event tickets. And they, and they all said, well, why would we want to do that? And his answer was, I mean, this is obviously paraphrasing an exchange. Um, we'll share the revenue with you. And they're like, well, that seems like a win-win. Let's <laughs> yeah. do it. <clears throat> so, you know, before that, um, you know, you, you, you know, you had some other fees and whatnot, but it wasn't nearly what it is today. And of course it's as high as it is because they're all benefiting from it. In almost all cases, Ticketmaster adds a service fee, also known as a convenience charge, to the face value price or in the case of a resale ticket to the listing price of each ticket. The service fee varies by event based on our agreement with each individual client. In addition to the per ticket service fee, an order processing fee is typically charged. Unlike the service charge, which is an it is added to each ticket, the processing fee is charged once for each order. The processing fee offsets the cost of ticket handling, shipping, and support. And as a result, the processing fee is generally not charged and on an in-person box office purchase. In some cases, Ticketmaster's order processing cost may be lower than the order processing fee. In both cases, these fees are collected by Ticketmaster and typically shared with the client. So that's a the service fee is an agreement between obviously the <clears throat> artist and Ticketmaster. Yeah. So why it, wouldn't the it, artist go, uh, no service fee? No for you. No service yeah, fee. Don't need well, it. What, he's, what the art, this article goes on to say is before that, meaning the 40 years ago when they started cornering the market, um, venues and promoters subsidized surface, service fees. Having the ticket buyer foot the bill helped Ticketmaster convince around 80% of large venues in the United States to sign exclusive deals. When it merged with events promoter and venue operators, a venue operator called Live Nation in 2010, its position got even stronger. Because now they were holding all the cards from the venue perspective and Ticketmaster was holding all the cards from the ticket perspective. Yep. And, and so to circle back real quick, currently there are no federal laws that prohibit the scalping or resale of tickets. Instead, states are free to enact their own state scalping laws to regulate yep. the practice. Well, and, and um, was issue, one of you guys sent out something saying that, you know, there was a, um, what, was it the Department of Justice was getting involved? Justice, yeah. yeah. Like that's that's not a, that, that's not nothing. Like I, I, I think when you no, have that's... a monopoly like this and it's, and it's clearly a problem uh, when consumers don't have an option, um, I mean, they they bust up plenty of companies all the time and 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 um, uh, discourage or or um, that's what I'm looking for. Damn, um, forbay um, uh, mergers from happening because of the monopoly type issue. So, I mean, it seems to me that I mean we're we're twenty twenty five years well behind the curve on something having been done about this. Well, and of course, I imagine Live Nation Entertainment is going to go, but there are other ticket sellers out there. We don't have the monopoly. Yeah, you that, do. That's you the claim the there. On the all, all, all large venues, you have the monopoly on. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. like, well, um, it, is, it is interesting that the Justice Department investigation predates this incident. So it was already in the works. Yeah. Yeah. The Taylor Swift event did not, you know, wasn't the impetus for it it brought it back to the forefront though you know and it's interesting it's interesting you mentioned that because it seems to me that if if uh live nation and the ticket master knew they were being investigated by the justice department they would have done everything they could to prove them wrong by making this go off seamlessly and smoothly but here's the other problem not only do they have the monopoly over you know like the four of us buying tickets they have a monopoly over the artist where else can the the artist go yeah, yeah, unless they're going to play, you know, a local dive bar somewhere. Right. You know, if they want to play, you know, Mercedes, well, Stadium, they Raymond money. James, they, they make all the their choice. money off of touring. They used to make it. I mean, if you're a singer songwriter, right, if you make your money off of writing the music, right, because you get residuals. But considering how much they little they pay in streaming, ser- the streaming services, well, it's pay album, out, like, yeah, it used to be album they sales. Don't, yeah, right. They don't pay enough for a lot of these artists to make really any money off of the writing anymore. It's all off touring is where they make a mm-hmm. lot of their money now. Merchandise so off tour, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a, so that's a fair point. When when you're on the hook and you don't have a choice, this is your only option. 
I mean, boy, I tell you what, Ticketmaster is getting it from both ends, you know, in a bad way. Well, well so in, in a, just, in a good way for them, I guess. The, yes. the other accusation was that, you know, in Live Nation wouldn't put any of its artists in venues that weren't under Live Ticketmaster. Nation. Yeah, it's, it's basically <laughs> the union mafia, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, you control the system. Yeah. You know, so, once they've got that contract, Taylor may be like, oh, I do want to I want to play Dave's Dive Bar. And they're like, nope, you can't you're contractually yeah. obligated. So, Thor, just to give you a uh, heads up, yes, um, you might want to get out of the state as quickly as possible. Getting out of the state. Uh, because the state of Florida has passed a law that prohibits the resale of tickets that cost more than a dollar extra than the original ticket price. Gotcha. So out of the state. I would cut that from the uh, the podcast. Move quickly. Uh, but you wonder, <laughs> though, do because technically you sold it through StubHub, right? Or, or some some form of a you know Ticketmaster resale or something. You know, are you now subject to the laws in which you know of the state in which they operate, or the laws of the state in which you live? Because well, I, technically, you're not selling the ticket in Florida. In the you're state. selling it virtually, right? In the state where Ticketmaster runs, which could be hell for all we know, it could be in the Cayman Islands or something. And, and so, yeah, you get into that gray area, which is why it's probably something that's not, uh, you know, what pr- what would be the word here? Pros- prosecutable. Prosecutable. They can't, you know, it, it makes it more difficult to prosecute those people because it is out there in the ether. I'm not standing on the corner in downtown Tampa scalping in front of Amelie Arena or at Raymond James Stadium. Obviously, right. state statute at that point kicks in because I'm right there versus mm-hmm. I'm online. I-, I could be doing it from anywhere. Yeah, nobody understands the cloud. No, I don't even know the cloud. What is the cloud? Um, yeah, so as with all of the issues we ever bring to the table here, right, we don't have the answer. And well, you know, we, I do, we got some pretty good I, ideas, I though. Well, I, it's, I mean, it's like I mean, having answers for student loan repayment or student loan debt, right? There's a larger issue here. That larger issue right. is the fact that there is a, a basically a monopoly exists with Ticketmaster and Live Nation, and that has to be dealt with from a legal standpoint. It needs to be broken up so that they don't hold both the artist and the public at large over a barrel, which is where they really have everybody right now. Yep, and that needs, that needs to be broken up and regulated better. Yes, because this is bullshit. And 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 I don't. How does it even work for you, Haas? Like I know you've gone to concerts over there. Where do you buy your tickets? Like, is it still a Ticketmaster thing? Um, the, no, no, no. There's usually, usually from a uh, bathroom in it's Bratislava. Co- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. I go ticket shoe done. Yeah, yeah. Right. Get a couple of tickets. Yeah. Um, there's a, uh, um, a ticket system called OEAticket.com, I think is what it is. And that's the that's the ticket provider over here. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know. Wasn't right. sure if maybe they actually, if Ticketmaster, or, I, I assume that's an American company. They probably don't operate or control the venues in Europe, but I wasn't sure. So, yeah, no, it's o- OEAticket.com, I believe. Is gotcha. the name of it. Grinch, you okay, buddy? You get punched in the nose talking uh, shit? I think he was uh, sniff, oh. uh, snorting cocaine. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, it didn't, damn, didn't settle well. I saw you sneeze really hard, like so hard yeah. the hair like went out that way, went out straight. I was like, "Wow." Well, I have, I have some stuff that's supposed to help with congestion, um, but it like dried out my nose really bad. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and on top and of that, I'm sure you're rid of the heat. Yeah, and um, the uh, when we flew out to San Antonio, when we were when we got into Atlanta, like it took me like ten minutes to get a blood. Uh, bloody nose to stop jesus wow. <laughs> yeah, i was just like holy shit like i cannot believe this hasn't stopped yet but uh, anyway oh no so uh, again i i you know the problem uh, the problem here how does that get dealt with obviously we'll see it <laughs> uh i think Ticketmaster has pulled the plug on you they're they're tired of you talking about them yeah so they're uh, just going to mute you and censor you now. Um, fuck. Now I just went all to shit. I tell you what, I think we're due for a vacation. Holy crap. Don't touch it. How about now? There you go. Yep. Yeah. Good. This, oh, this show on. just went off the fucking rails. Lick the tip real quick. Let's see. 
<laughs> one bloody nose and the fucking thing goes all off the rails. I don't remember what I was saying. Oh, yes. There's a larger problem. Yes. Larger problem. How does that get dealt with? You know, clearly there needs to be some legal. Somebody needs to step in from a legality standpoint and just say, hey, you know, this is not a way to operate or you can't operate this way. Let's open the door for smaller companies to be able to come in and sell tickets. Let them be let them, you know, develop contracts with with large scale venues to open the door for other options. Yeah, let the venues and the artists make the decision, right? If they want to go with Ticketmaster, that's fine. But then the the fan can say, well, guess what? Now we're not going to support you because we're not going to, you know, right now there's well, no other option to drive well, you anywhere. Right. Yep, because the, the problem is supply and demand. Clearly, if, if right. there's supply, there's demand, right? And there's plenty of demand in this situation and probably plenty of others. I mean, so you have to have a, a, an authoritative figure come in, i.e. the government come in and, or e.g. the government come in and regulate this better because it's clearly not being regulated enough. And if no. you leave them to to fix it themselves, there is absolutely no reason for them to do it. Well, there's no incentive. And, yeah, and maybe, exactly. maybe this is indicative of, of you know, historically how things were done, right? If you go back to the 90s, let's take the Pearl Jam incident, service fees being what they were, going, okay, well, you had to go, you had to get a ticket. There was a processing fee, a printing fee, the ink, the print... There's none of that shit now. It's all fucking electric, electronic. You hold your phone up, they fucking scan it. Grinch pays 99 bucks a, a ticket and then next to almost 30 bucks for each ticket after that. Do away with the service fee. How is there still a service fee? You're not printing anything. If you're printing it at home, that's on you. That's your own ink, your own time, your own effort. I, I think don't go back to selling them in person anyway. Yeah, absolutely. You shit. Kids today would shit themselves. You know where you're at in the queue at that point. That's true. <laughs> I am one, two, three. I'm well, seven back. Because I kicked out six remember. days before the tickets went on sale. <laughs> well, as you as you might recall, the Ticketmasters were located in certain grocery store chains mm-hmm. yeah. at, at the front of the customer service center. Yeah. Right. And I knew someone who worked who was the manager of the customer service center, so I would go to them ahead of time and pay them a little juice. And what they would do is when they were printing off tickets for whoever was in line, they were simultaneously ordering and getting stuff for those of us that had a list. They had a list of friends and family who wanted to go to that, and they would put that to the side. So you're part of the problem. (laughs) No, because that's not done anymore, homie. (laughs) Well, uh, it's it's the exact same thing to some extent. Well, Well, he he and I, our first Cowboy Mouth concert, our first Cowboy Mouth concert, we didn't have tickets to. A cop let us in. So, according to this article, um, in two in 2019, the last year of business unaffected by COVID 19 pandemic, Live Nation put on 40,000 events around the world and sold 485 million tickets through Ticketmaster, according to the company's annual report. Live Nation the- is one of the music industry's biggest powers in the management of artists, meaning the personal personal representatives who negotiate business deals on behalf of artists. According to its most recent recent annual report, Live Nation had 100 managers working with more than 450 artists. It does not manage Miss Swift. And probably not getting her business for management now. Probably not. And 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 she's not hurting, I'm sure. Her, her net worth probably speaks to the fact that she's not hurting to the fact that they're not managing her. But what they are doing is they have her over a barrel where she can play. So even though they're not managing right. her, they still effectively are managing her. And yeah. if I'm an artist, wouldn't that, I, I'd, I'd take issue with that. Well, and I wonder if she doesn't have some kind of writer or, or um, excerpt, uh, contractual excerpt that says that she can once per tour or five times per tour do like a pop-up concert or something. You know, you know how they do to, to kind of spruce up buzz and interest in certain places like i'm sure she doesn't have that problem anymore but wouldn't surprise me if she doesn't have exceptions because she's she's just she's one of the more powerful artists on the planet right well we're we're, we're gonna find we're gonna find out (laughs) yeah right i mean clearly clearly we all thought you know in 95 pearl jam was the most powerful artist and they'd be able to take this on and that didn't work so we're we're gonna see what kind of clout she has but Um, I haven't seen anything that's saying she's coming to the forefront saying this is bullshit. Do away with your fees. Do away with this. Pro-. Has, has that occurred? Because well, I haven't read that. No. no. And I don't imagine that will happen. Yeah. You know, disappointed, uh, upset, excruciating, you know, all these words. But 
at the end of the day, yeah, it's, you it's don't, you don't have piss off be, business daddy. It's oh, going right. to have to be the Justice Department. Right. I mean, she can break up with the boy and write all kinds of songs about it, but she ain't going to write. Uh, she ain't going to write a song about Ticketmaster <clears throat> doing her dirty. It's not going to happen. I mean, we'll because see. at the end of the day, they didn't do her dirty. They did everybody else dirty. It, yeah, it was, she still she still got her money, right? I mean, and I don't think she see. I, I, I mean, I don't know her. I would hope she doesn't see it that way. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, she sold out all of her tours. It, she doesn't care necessarily who she sells them to. I, I'm sure when the agent called and said, "Oh, by the way, your ticket sales didn't even make it to general public because they sold that fast." Uh, I, I yeah. would be like, I will be tipping some champagne yeah, today. That's the Thank kind. You. That's right. Yeah. That's the kind of I mean, problem I, think, I, I think have. You do, <laughs> yeah, you do the right thing, and you come out and say, "Oh, I'm sorry. I feel bad for the fans that right. didn't get tickets because you saved face to some right. extent." But yeah, you know, you know, all all the while you're you're sipping champagne, as Grinch said, right? I mean, and what did I see on November 11th? She added like 17 or 19 more dates to her tour. Yeah, she added dates to like Cincinnati, though. I'm like, what the fuck? You add dates to <laughs> Cincinnati? Cincinnati? I mean, come on. Kids are in Cincinnati, and they will buy up the tickets. I guess I don't know. Or I'm sure it's logistics, right? Like in some of these yeah. venues, you know, they have you know, it's just there's they have the space to do it or something, right? Yeah. Uh, but again, surprised Charlotte. You've got that massive stadium there. It's it's a you know public venue. They can she can play there because you don't have like an arena like they do up in Raleigh, like a closed arena. But yeah, she's playing. You not on you that s- scale. Not on that. <laughs> I'm sorry, but your your basketball team doesn't play to sixty thousand people. No, but I don't think the arena in Raleigh. No, it doesn't. But I'm saying you can put more seats. You can fill more seats at. Your football stadium. That's what I mean. She's playing. We've got Amelie, but she's playing Raymond James here. Right. Yeah, it's all she outdoor, pull, right? Uh, big yeah. stadiums. Yeah, well, that, that's yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. Why? Why go to? Yeah, I mean, why not go to Charlotte? Other than the fact that it's three hours from Atlanta, so well, you know, why? Why would you double up there? Right? Agreed. I mean, okay. Yeah, but Nashville's what? What's Nashville? Haas like four and a half, five from hours where? from Atlanta. Yeah, four and a half, five. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I, you know what I'm saying? It's like she's she's playing there. You have that massive stadium in Charlotte. I'm just surprised because they don't have a Nobody big outdoor. Likes Charlotte. Okay. I, I don't understand why you why you haven't grasped this yet? Then why are you still there? <clears throat> it doesn't. It if doesn't you, if affect you move, the Ticketmaster conversation. Is really yes. the main point. I know. I know. That's true. That's true. They, they're yes, just not contractually. Bank Live of Nation is a Ticketmaster. Is Live it? Nation? Yeah. I oh, I was going to ask. Okay. Any of your any any. For the Charlotte FC, Charlotte Carolina Panthers games, uh, any of the, you know, world football matches we've been to, got to buy them through Live Nation through Ticketmaster. So only. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did not know that. Okay. Yep. That's the same. I mean, that's the same with the Charlotte Checkers. I mean, I'm like, it's a fucking minor league hockey team, and I'm paying you know, eight dollars a ticket for a service fee. And again, I'm not a six dollar seat. Wonder who you go through to go see the Savannah Bananas. <laughs> Well, I don't want to get off topic, but then you go, okay, collegiate, collegiately, you can buy through the university or you can buy like when we go to Florida and see the Gators, you can get those through Ticketmaster or you could go to the university site. Now, I don't know if the university site kicks you out to Ticketmaster. I've never bought that way, but I don't know if collegiately those are also done. I I bet you they don't because then the money goes directly to all of the proceeds go to the university. university, Yeah, there's no incentive for the university to to, to outsource that and lose money. Right. It'll make it easier. You know what? I think we got it. I think we got it. (laughs) (laughs) Especially these SE schools that continue to pay these fucking coaches. Maybe we should get those guys to do the next uh, Taylor Swift tour. Well, that's what I'm saying. Why? if, if. if University of Florida or Sanford Stadium you know, in Athens are like, hey, come and play. We'll I, sell I had tickets. that thought. I was yeah, like, that's not a bad idea. Seats over a hundred thousand, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be. There's your. There's your alternative. If you're Michigan in the big house, we can seat one hundred five thousand. Come play here. We'll yeah, sell your yeah. tickets. Oh, and we'll give you a much themselves. better cut right. than Ticketmaster is going to give you. Ticketmaster would fucking they, they 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 the problem is is they know these artists would be blackballed instantly, right? But what's, if they ever what's needed the anything from them? Show just me a, show me a, a professional in. venue. Yeah, I mean, maybe no. Mercedes Benz can see pull as it, many pull as a kiss and just keep calling it your final tour. That's it. That's yeah, it. Yeah. But uh, like, and again, because we're all SEC guys, if every SEC school got together and said, we're going to put together a thing for artists, they can play all of our stadiums. 
We all make that revenue. The artist can get a bigger chunk. You take Ticketmaster out of the equation. And guess what? Those those venues sit empty probably three quarters of the year, if not when half right. the year. Why not make use of them? Mm-hmm. I think we just solved the problem. There you go. <laughs> Fuck you, Ticketmaster. And we can drive being, being, down being the cost public. Of well, here's the thing: being public. <laughs> I mean, there you go. There is something to that. Next. Being public exactly. schools. I wonder if there's something in the law that says they can't. Like certain states have laws where they can't do that. I wonder. I, mean, that's I, I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I just because it seems to me they're missing. You're right. But these there, there are people that that run and operate these teams much smarter than us, right? That why are they missing out on this? You know, right. clearly easy revenue. Raymond James seats like 70,000 university of Florida seats 90. I mean, that's another 20,000 you can stuff in a seat. Yeah. Here's the question. Is there the infrastructure in place? Oh, sure. To, I mean, I guess there is because especially in the sec, because you know, (laughs) I know, I know. I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah. 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 Yeah, We are. It was a thought. It was a thought like, as an option for artists, I wasn't aware if universities do that. You guys make a good point. They probably don't, aren't contractually obligated through Ticketmaster because they don't want to give up any of the revenue they would earn. That all comes back to the university. So it makes sense. Um, ultimately, you know, it, it is a shit show. Mac, I'm sorry that you sat in queue multiple times, didn't get your tickets. Grinch, kudos to your family you know, for getting their tickets. I don't know what they had to go through to the get odds. It. I don't know. Played the odds, I guess. And it worked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know where you live, by the way. So <laughs> lock the tickets up. But <laughs> clearly they need to retool their approach. Service fees need to be addressed. That's an ongoing issue they've had for decades. Uh, you know, the monopoly itself should probably be done away with, but whether or not it will be, who knows? And, you know, this aftermarket sells sales, 20 grand for a ticket. I mean, the value I, only matters if somebody's going to pay it. Yeah, so, I honestly yeah. have less of a problem with that because that's just, you know, that's just fair market, right? I, if the demand is there, let somebody buy it. I don't care. Right. That's their choice. It's their money. And I assure you Ticketmaster is fine with it too because yeah. it just keeps transactions moving. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, all right. Well, there you go. There, there is our episode for today. The debacle that is Ticketmaster and the Taylor Swift Eras Tour. Uh, if you were able to get tickets, if you're a listener and you were able to get tickets, kudos to you for being a verified fan. I'll, I'll, I'll buy dinner for you. That's right. Or a Capital One <laughs> card holder. Uh, I wonder how many Capital One card holders actually got tickets versus the verified fans. I'd be interested to know. Yeah, that. I don't know what the breakdown is, yeah. um, but but clearly they got all of them between the two. So exactly. Uh, so so there we go. Another episode in the books. Uh, Taylor Swift, kudos to you. May your tour go off without a hitch, because clearly selling the ticket sure as fuck didn't. So hopefully there are no hiccups on your tour. Uh, it hopefully it's a good one. You make all the money in the world, and you continue to make hits. You know, these guys love you. I've come around. I can appreciate your music. You're a hell of an artist. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, feel free to check out our website at aspirateddebate.com. All of the drinks that we have here, you can try my Midnight Cosmo uh, and Ode to Taylor Swifty. And uh, drop us a line. Tell us, uh, you know, a drink you'd like us to try, a topic you'd like us to debate. If that's not good enough for you, go out to our email address, thefourhorsemen at aspirateddebate.com. You can hit us up there. Any drink you'd like us to try on the show, any topic you'd like us to debate. And if you have a topic, fucking let us know. We'll try to get you on the show and you can debate it as well. You can tell us how you, oh, what, uh, um, what, what are you doing? Uh, okay. Um, so he's breaking, it looks like he's breaking open a Blanton's while I'm trying to do my outro here, you fucking asshole. So uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, a topic you'd like to debate, you can go ahead and tell us and uh, whew, he, will you be keistering that grenade and bringing it home? <laughs> Phenomenal. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, gentlemen, I appreciate you guys as always week in and week out. I love you. Love doing this with you. And we will do it again next week.
The views, information, or opinions expressed during the Aspirated Debate podcast series or any affiliated podcast are solely those of the hosts or guests involved and do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that the hosts or guests may or may not be associated with in a professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated. While guests are invited to listen, listeners acknowledge that they are not being provided professional advice from the podcast or its guests. The content within the parameters of a Spirited Debate podcast series or any affiliated podcast are for entertainment and educational purposes only. Any views or opinions are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, or individual.